Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 139. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and unmuzzled co-host. Say hi, Abby. <coughs> Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on proper use of muzzles in dogs. Our topics for this week are... When muzzles are needed. Types of muzzles. When muzzles are not appropriate. Emergency muzzles. And training dogs to accept a muzzle. Muzzles on dogs are used for short-term safety of the dog's handlers, other animals, or the dog itself. They can prevent a dog from biting others or unwanted scavenging or wound licking. Dogs may need to be prevented from biting due to excitement, aggression, pain, or fear. Muzzles may be needed to prevent dogs from ingesting rodent poison baits. They're commonly used on military, police, security, and racing dogs for public safety or the safety of other dogs. Muzzles can be mandated by law for vicious dogs, but it's important to realize that not all dogs wearing a muzzle are vicious. An injured or frightened dog is a bite risk. Before trying to move an injured dog, its head should be immobilized by a thick towel or similar bundling clothing, or it should have a muzzle applied. If a dog has aggressive tendencies or has bitten another dog or a person in the past, a muzzle should be used when around strangers such as veterinarians, groomers, pet sitters, and others. Unfortunately, some states or provinces have breed-specific legislation which requires so-called dangerous breeds to wear a muzzle when not on private property. There are two types of commercial muzzles, open-end and closed-end muzzles. Neither type eliminates all risk of being nipped or bruised by a thrashing dog's head or teeth. You can also make a homemade muzzle in an emergency if there's no other choice. The most common closed-end muzzle are basket muzzles. They're made of leather, wire, plastic, or rubber. Closed-end muzzles allow dogs to open their mouths to pant and to drink. Due to their semi-rigid structure, they're easy for one person to apply. Straps that close with buckles are quiet and secure, but slow to use. Velcro attachments for straps are quick, but produce a ripping sound when they're being removed, which can scare some dogs. Open-end muzzles, or 
more form-fitting, and hold the dog's mouth closed. They're made of nylon, mesh, or leather. Open-end muzzles prevent dogs from panting, barking, or drinking. Since panting is a primary means that dogs can dissipate heat, these muscles should only be used for short periods of time and never in hot weather. They should be adjusted so that there's just enough room to open the mouth for the dog to lick its nose. These muzzles also prevent dogs from barking or eating. If the dog has recently eaten or been given treats, there's a risk of vomiting. With a closed-in muzzle on, when the dog vomits, the vomitus will be inhaled and cause damage to the respiratory tract. You should not use a muzzle on a dog for barking, chewing, or other ongoing behavioral problems. These require long-term solutions. Never muzzle a dog to punish it for bad behavior. Do not use a closed-in muzzle if the dog has a history of vomiting or respiratory problems. A muzzle is never appropriate if the dog might be left unattended even for a short time. It's also inappropriate to use an unsanitary muzzle. That means muzzles should not be shared among dogs without appropriate sanitizing between uses. Food should not be smeared inside to entice the acceptance of a muzzle. Food should not be provided in any manner while a dog is wearing a muzzle. Fabric can be washed. Plastic or wire can be wiped with disinfectants. But leather is more difficult to clean and requires wiping and rinsing, the use of neat's foot oil, and then the application of wax. A dog with an injury from being hit by a car, being bitten by another dog, or other acute physical injuries should be muzzled. Emergency muzzles can be created from strips of available cloth, such as t-shirts, pillowcases, scarves, or similar materials. A 20-pound dog would require about two arms' length of cloth. A proper tie involves a double overhand knot tied on top of the dog's upper jaw. It's used to pull the mouth closed. A single overhand knot tied below the lower jaw and finally, a bow knot tied behind the dog's neck, just below the ears. The muzzle should be removed as soon as the dog and its handlers are safe, for example, at a veterinary hospital. If inexperienced in tying emergency muzzles, immobilization of the head by a second handler using a towel or blanket is best. All dogs should be taught to accept a muzzle during basic training. This is done in small steps of less than 15 minutes over several days. Beginning with just starting to apply the muzzle and then stopping and withdrawing and rewarding. This is done repeatedly until the dog is comfortable with that stage and then apply the muzzle further. Withdraw and reward. Rewards should be small food treats and verbal praise. Never allow a dog to paw at its muzzle. This can cause eye or mouth injuries and can become an effective method of escape. Being unafraid of a muzzle can reduce both the dog's 
and the handler's stress when a muzzle is needed in the future. If you have comments or are interested in particular subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Muzzles are for only short-term use and require close supervision. Dogs should be trained to accept muzzles as puppies. Emergency muzzles or materials to create a muzzle should be readily available, especially when traveling. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about riding saddles for horses, both Western style and English style. Hey, Abby, do you have a lead for our horses? Yeah, stay away from cryptocurrency. That's a good one, Abby. I hope they'll follow you. Mm-hmm.